Uh, yeah, I can't do that shit. What a noise. I wish I could scream. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 257 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And if you've ever felt like an underachiever, or you have worms in your brain, or gone la-la-la after therapy, uh, the moral of the story... Life's a bit batshit, and this podcast is probably the one for you. These fucking intros <laughs> are getting longer every week. It's gone from like one or two quick, haha, I've mentioned one of the uh, one of this week's guest songs or whatever. And now you're doing fucking monologues using a song. Stop it. <laughs> At one point, the whole conversation, the whole episode is just going to be a conversation of m- yeah. me between myself. I doing don't these want puns. that. Yeah, no. Uh, ladies and gentlemen and gender progressives, this week's guest is the absolutely wonderful Noah Fince. Yes, if you're currently growing up on the internet, Noah Fince has become a voice for those trying to find themselves in this fucked up world through his pop punk music, emo YouTube videos, and just creating a safe space especially for those in the trans and LGBTQ plus communities. He writes some super catchy songs. His extremely sarcastic sense of humor makes us laugh. And just giving his own thoughts on the music industry, taking it on in his own way. Look, this episode is going to get extremely chaotic, extremely unhinged, very, very stupidly silly in places, but it's a very important conversation covers so much different aspects of his life and the industry and it's really uh it's really I- insightful to check out but so much celebration going on as well Noah Fins is currently on a UK tour we got to record with him backstage at the Cardiff date just this week and he has a new single out titled Scumbag that is available right now another fucking catchy banger what an absolute lovely lovely chap we had a great time it's always good. Um, we met um, Slam Dunk a couple of years ago, I think it was. But I'd known about them for a while through um, Jason Perry. He told me that he was going to be writing and recording with him. 
And yes, I've been a fan ever since. And yeah, like you said, um, some of the things we talk about in this are wild, crazy, uh, but also there's, as Morgan said, very important issues revolving the trans debate and everything that's been fucking going on with the absolutely terrible government that we currently have in power. And governments around the world! Hey, fucking shitheads! Absolute <laughs> shitheads. <laughs> But, you know, as you can expect from us, we're sarcastic and fucking silly. Noah's sarcastic and fucking silly. So this is the ultimate combination of chaos. And throughout, look, we're going to touch on everything from the fact that he's been on YouTube since the age of 15, almost a decade doing that and documenting every change in his life to uh, some fanfic and love for Frank Iero. Writing yep. with McFly. I have to know about that. Being a, a voice for this generation and so many random things, but constantly comes up is homeless druggies. And that's that. if yeah. that's not a pull for you to listen to the rest of the episode, I don't know what is. Yeah, homeless druggies. Um, they weren't named that by any of us involved in this interview, by the way. I want to give a shout out to Mark Walker, uh, who manages Noah. Um, he's a fucking good egg who I have known for years and years and years before the Black whatever kind of took off and did anything. And now he's managing some fucking fantastic acts as well. He's got Rory, who I'd like to have on as well at some point. So that would be fucking good. We should just get straight into it, really. Get into Noah Fince's favourite podcast. Ooh, he says that. Follow us at Pod on Instagram and the app formerly known as Twitter. And give us some love at patreon.com forward slash if you want to keep this thing going and be involved with our loving, loving community of wonderful people that for some reason get their tops off at gigs that they shouldn't get their tops off for. But anyway, this is Noah Fins on episode 257 of Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! This was fucking carnage. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sapman! 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 Joining us at this time is the wonderful Noah Fence. How are you? I am so good, yeah. I'm not tired. I had a really good nap. No. Really? Or is no. this sar- <laughs> uh, sarcasm? Yeah, sarcasm. Yeah, nice. no, good. Played London last night. So much fun. I always want to end on London. Well, yeah, that's mm. what, yeah. yeah, but it's halfway through the talk. But no, <laughs> ha- had fun, had fun. Loads of friends and family. But I'm excited for Cardiff. But the video, the videos I've seen from last night look fucking unbelievable. It's insane. Yeah, literally freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, well, but but it looks like you, like you've. Last night you got what you always wanted. Like yes. it seems like that was the first time you became the rock star that you were always going to become. Well, this is what people. Look, I'm so like I'm so bad at taking compliments. <laughs> people would be like, "Well, you look like a rock star up there," and I'm like, "Thank you." Yeah, it felt good, but I, yeah, it, like it, it feels it, it's insane. Like the ego that you get on stage, where I'm just like, "Well, it's not even ego," because like my fans are just so sweet. I'm like. Do you guys want to start a mosh pit? They're like, yeah, no, we'll do <laughs> yeah. that, we'll do that. Um, but yeah, no. It'd be it, much worse if he said no. Like, oh, well, that's, yeah. You guys want to do a single bit? Oh. Nah. Nah. Right. Nah. Right, <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks. I would just walk off stage. I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I can't deal with that. My new thing is, with my new band Raiders, because uh, we're playing loads of gigs to people who've never heard of us. Yeah. There's a bit in one of our songs where it, it breaks down before it's like going to come in heavy. And I make everybody stand as still as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even want to head banging. I yeah. don't want you to like... Because you can't... Think, when it comes back in, it's so heavy that you can't help but bang. Like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, at yeah. least nod. But I just want fucking silence. Silence. <laughs> silence <laughs> fuck up. And no movement. And you just see the, the among the people who's, who then are interested. Like there's yeah, lots of people yeah, yeah, yeah. who are just like, oh, what the fuck is this? I'm waiting for the headline now. Yeah. And then after that moment, they're like... He didn't make me move. It was all right. Because but I guess they're fighting the urge to move at that point. Uh, they're like, yeah. oh, wait, no, I yeah. want oh, to do it. I want to do it now. If you take yeah. it away from them enough, they want it. So that's probably what it is. Oh, that's yeah. like reverse psychology. Yeah. You don't want to move. You don't want to You're move. having a terrible time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. don't want to go to the merch store and buy everything. <laughs> do not spend this week's wage on our merch. <laughs> Whatever you do. <laughs> look into the eyes, not around the eyes. Look into the eyes. Uh, we, You're we, under. We used to do this thing in the on the US tours so where we'd be like, I've got some called Worms. So it's like, I've signed a bunch of vinyls there on the merch table. And if you want the signed vinyls, you go to my merch guy, Elliot, and you say, Hey, Elliot. I've got worms and these kids would go up and they'd be so shy and they'd be like, hi, Elliot, I, can I have a vinyl? And he'd be like, I don't know, can you? Oh, oh, All right. I'm torture. Torture. <laughs> yeah, I know literally that. Yeah, imagine, imagine someone comes up and goes, I've got worms and then they go, also, no one mentioned someone about a vinyl. So I can't remember what it was. On like, another note. Jeez, yeah. Get out of your cheap on my way through. Jeez, me. jeez. Yeah. But no, like, <laughs> halfway through this UK tour now, and just for the people um, 
at home. We've we've record we're recording this in your dressing room yes. in a Cardiff day, and we got warned <laughs> that um, the homeless druggies might come in at any at, point. At any point. So if if you're listening <laughs> to this and you hear a, com- a commotion in a little bit, it, it means we've been druggie. attacked by homeless druggies. Well, that's the thing. He came in. He was like, "By the way, door doesn't work. Wi-Fi doesn't work. Homeless druggies may steal your things, but don't worry, they did it to themselves." <laughs> and, I was like, and oh. they're not homeless, and they're not, yeah. all, and they're not actually homeless. So they're fifty percent always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Marry me druggies. Yeah. Like, me druggies. I'm just gonna keep my things around me. Yeah. <laughs> my question was gonna be: Do you get many warnings for random things at different dressing rooms, or is this the first? Bit? Um, no, no, not, not random warnings. I mean, there's some. Yes, rooms. Rooms. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the first. Congratulations. Uh, there, there was one where it's just like we got to the venue, like, by the way, the green room isn't a green room; it's a hallway, so don't stay in it. Oh. So just don't do it. And I had oh. to get on stage sideways. I couldn't face forward. <laughs> I literally, I, I, had to, I couldn't face forward with That's the guitar. So, so I had to like sidestep onto stage. People think, right? People think <laughs> this lifestyle is so rock and roll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. All it is is drink, drugs, and sex. And <laughs> no, it's awkwardly walking down a corridor like a crab. Yeah. And like, <laughs> can I get man. backstage passes? Can I be in your green room? I'm like, there's, there's no fucking room. room. I can't be in my green room. <laughs> there's no windows. There's absolutely nothing in here. So in green? <laughs> yes. No, no. I am been I am been a one green room this green. I was just gonna I say have. Have you? Mm, that was what we're in in what I don't oh I actually don't remember where it was. I think it was North Carolina. Um and it was a green room. It wasn't a green room, but it was a green door. And in the middle uh, of the night, I think my merch guy um and my drummer, like we we had a few drinks. I was in bed by this point. They got a bunch of black sharpies that they were using to sign. They 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 drew the entire door black. <laughs> <laughs> like it used to be green, and they had just so now. It's, I guess it's not really a green room. Huh? Formerly green, formerly green, yeah. formerly green door. <laughs> it's like a terrible Green Day cover band, isn't it? A formerly green door. Green door. Formerly green door. Formerly green door. They are starting something. Yeah. Starting something. They're on the they're on the the way back up with new with new songs. So why not? Oh, Green Day. Yeah. Oh, I love them. <laughs> oh, no, they've been produced the world nine times. I stopped caring after the third. To be honest, oh, and I was like, oh yeah, God. we get it. You're fucking massive, and every time you come back, you're gonna be fucking massive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Give me something new. You, you, yeah, you mentioned like, they needed that. help from us then. Hey, guys, listen to this. Um, <laughs> Go check out Green Day. Yeah, because we've got a bigger fan base than Green Day, please go and check out Green Day. That's fucking mental, Mark. Oh, uh, no, but moving on, as you said, this tour seems like it's being a, a lot of fun yeah. uh, and stuff already. But it always seems like your community of fans are just so interactive and wholesome with everything oh, yeah. you do. Is there been any points lately where you've seen maybe like signs or received gifts or anything where you're just kind of like, well, you've really gone out out to to bring this here, dude? Like every single day, yeah. Like like I think the thing is that like obviously like bands will tour and they'll have fans and they'll love them and I'm like, but I do that. But then I've also been on YouTube since I was 15, Mm. posting like once or twice a week. My entire life is documented on the internet. <laughs> so, yeah. like, people have like parasocial relationships, whatever. But with me, I'm like, it's a parasocial relationship, but you know more about me yeah. than like most of my family does. <laughs> yeah. So, they, they know me so well. So, like, the stuff that they make for me is like insane. Like, last I was in Cardiff, someone made like a personalized vinyl sleeve for me. Oh. I was like, that's sick. I get, I get braced. I'm wearing a, <laughs> my recent uh, song has a lyric called a, I'm an ADHD LGBT LMNOPI. I'm not the one who should be barred from the community. And I've gotten about like 16 ADHD LGBT LMNOP braces on this tour and it's been like four days. 
So like they they love giving gifts. Yeah, they're you very sweet. Yeah, you can always open a post to a merch shop. <laughs> oh, there's some stuff I came across. <laughs> Jeez, I like I love what I I feel so bad about like because I have so much of it and I just keep it in a box. Like I'm not mm. I'm never gonna throw it out, but like yeah. it's, I don't. It's I need to put it. Do you know somewhere. what? What I will say. Keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. one day you will want to look in that box. Yes, like exactly. genuinely now, like there's moments. Because I thought the blackout, when the blackout was doing all right, I thought that was going to happen just forever. Yeah, I thought yeah. I was going to be like a 90-year-old man singing children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so when that ended, I was like, oh, fuck. Because there was there was points where I didn't go sightseeing. Like we went yeah. to Australia a bunch of times and I yeah. never went sightseeing. So I was like, I'll see this another time. Yeah. And then it fucking stopped. Dude, like the, I, so like I, that is like the opposite of my mindset. I'm like, this is going to be the last one. Like I'm gonna flop next year, and no one's gonna turn up. So like, I, I can't do the sightseeing thing. I, like I, I, I have such limited energy that I like. I'll get to the venue, I'll have a nap, do VIP, have a nap, <laughs> get on stage, have a nap. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I, I, we've documented like every single tour. Like Corey's come with us on every single tour. He has every set filmed, the entire thing, like wow. all the crowd interactions. I Good. keep like everything that I get from VIP. I'm, like a hoarder that. of memories. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that. That's crazy. You've gone that far that you actually have all the sets and everything as oh, well. Yeah. So I think everyone kind of documents it with fucking 15 second clips on yeah. Instagram or whatnot. Anyway, yeah. The fact that you've got it all in the, like, the hard drive, that's crazy. Yeah, that's it's crazy. the amount of money we spent on storage space is <laughs> insane. It's insane. Just got a closet full of hard drives. Oh, from, fully. Yeah? 100%. Yeah, wow. yeah. Well, yeah, you must do because as you said, you've been like on YouTube and stuff since you were 15. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of gigabytes that's, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of terabytes. <laughs> but like it must be crazy when you do interact with people and they bring up maybe something you haven't really thought about for yeah. 10 years or whatever yeah and they know there's little details and stuff about you does it ever get a bit do you ever get like shocked by it or do you just kind of get like oh that's cool that you remember that one minor detail about my life i get shocked about it and horrified at the same time. Mm. Like people would be like, "Oh, remember this old username? Remember this argument we you, we had? Oh, like God. I had an argument with you when you were 15." <laughs> and it's and it's like like everybody is cringing. Everybody's really embarrassing when they're a 15 year old. But like having an audience going through that phase, and I, I think about this a lot. Like the older I get, like wrote that song growing up on the internet because like I was being so reflective about that shit this year. But I think about the fact that like there are different versions of me that are on the internet forever. And like people will join an audience, see one version of me and then leave at some point and then live the rest of their lives being like, oh, he's that 15 year old kid that made that really cringy <laughs> song about Donald <laughs> Trump. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, like it, it freaks me out when people bring up stuff because I'm like, I that's a different person. I don't know who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. But in the weird way you've been able to document stuff, it must be kind of surreal to have that experience to look back oh yeah just pick up an age and pick on how different you've become and how much you've evolved as a person or different tastes and personalities like yeah. it must be just crazy that all of that is out there you know there's a lot of pros and cons of it but i'm yeah, sure it's just yeah. like crazy to to see it is and you know what i'm i'm glad i never had a big fat bigoted like racist phase that like so many people just hey. end up having hey, hey you know it's not happening yeah, yeah, no. do you know what i think not oh my god it's the perfect time you go first <laughs> oh, let's go. i just know i'm just like because I, I, I have like there are hundreds of videos of me there are hundreds of pictures of me and like every now and then like the next like influencer will like the, like tweets will come up 
And I'm like, I Uh-oh. look back and I'm like, I just tweeted about really fancying Frank Iero. <laughs> like, yeah. that was the worst of it. Oh, don't bring up, don't bring that up and let him know. That would be awful. Oh, that would be terrible oh, if he messaged look, me and said, thank you for that. You Google hard enough, you'll find it. Yeah. So I'm not even going to try and oh, run through it. That'd be good though. Hey, get that sorted. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just being able to reflect on, on so much. How, mu- how much would you say you've changed from first being on YouTube and getting into music. Like, how would you say? Oh, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I've been through like three like regenerations. I swear to God. (laughs) Like I I started YouTube when I was in a boarding school, um, a naval boarding school, as a girl, not out in school, only out to myself and like friends online. Came out to everyone when I was like 17 or whatever. But that means like for two years, I was like... I, I, I didn't put like my old name on the internet. I went by Newt, like Pingu. Because uh, <laughs> I, I knew I wanted to be Noah, but I didn't want to say I was Noah because then if people from school found it, all of that stuff. So like 15, 17, closeted in real life. A guy online, it was like Hannah Montana. It was, it was, it was fully like, I was two different people. Um, and then I did come out um, and then I documented like all the changes on testosterone and all that kind of stuff. And then, like, throughout that, like, like I don't, like, obviously, why would they? But, like, people don't realize how much, like, just having a slightly different hormone level completely changes you as a person. Like, like, my personality is the same, but, like, the way I feel emotions is so different. So, like, that completely changes everything. And then I finally got the confidence, you know, like, get top surgery and then start singing and all that kind of stuff. So, it's, like, until I was, like, 19, I fully wasn't a person. So there were like f- I, I, there were like four years of my life that on the internet where I was just like I couldn't speak on the phone, couldn't go to parties, didn't know how to communicate with people, but I could do that shit online. And then started posting music, started posting that kind of stuff, and then things kind of blew up from there. So like there is like I I I, I do it by looking at haircuts that I had. I'm like oh that that's red hair Noah. Yeah no he's not he's not like that anymore. Um but yeah like I I feel like every single year there's just so much change because like. I yeah, I've been through so many different things in such a short amount of time. And going from that, and you know, as you said, not being able to be on the phone, go to parties and stuff, and mm. now thinking that you're selling out multiple venues <laughs> around yeah, the UK, it, it doesn't add up. Yeah, <laughs> it does add up though. This is the thing. Stop saying that. Okay, I'll stop saying it. it adds up. No, you. <laughs> no, but this is the thing. You do deserve it. It's, oh, it's thank you. Genuinely, if it, if you didn't deserve it, it wouldn't be fucking happening. And, and, I guess. Or, if you didn't deserve it, it would have happened so fast yeah, that it would have gone straight away. Yeah. So the fact that you've got this fucking growth and you're getting bigger and these shows are bigger than, you know, like fucking last night's was fucking insane. Yeah. You, yeah. Keep that in mind. Please keep that in mind. <laughs> you, it's a good <gasps> thing. You. Not like, I know, you but deserve like, it. My, 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 my headspace is like, I, I would rather act like this is the last time that I'm ever going to do anything and be really pleasantly surprised than because like so many people like with like, even like with numbers and youtube like so many people would like they'd hit like 100k and they'd be like i'm the shit i'm the don't talk to like i've met like i've been to these influencer events like these like like, literally people hit like 100k and all of a sudden they're like sorry i only speak to people with like followers like me um but like i would much rather just be like (laughs) yes whatever like we're doing cool i guess and if it lasts it lasts if it doesn't it doesn't but i'm it's nice to be pleasantly surprised by things doing good yeah 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 yeah. how did how cutthroat is that youtube community in sense of like the creators itself so it's compared to the music industry i think it's different now because like 10 years ago it was like youtube was a big thing and now it's like 
a mix of like TikTok. People don't really blow up on YouTube nowadays, and if they do, it's like Mr. Beast. Um, so it's not really there's less of a community now um, rather than back in the day. But nowadays, it's more like TikTokers and like. I mean, there are plenty of people that are so, so, so nice, like the, the loveliest people ever. And there's every now and then a few people that are just like the worst, like won't look at you in the eye, like won't, is that my phone? I'm sorry. Popular, um, popular. <laughs> it's probably my mom. <laughs> um, but there, there are plenty of people that like won't look you in the eye, won't bother having a conversation, will just be really rude and just get away with it because th- th- like that's the thing that I've been dealing with since I was like 15. Like people, oh, I'm, I'm sure you guys have like dealt with it before. Where, like, people are around you and they try and big you up and they try and like shove their nose up your arsehole. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't had too bad of an experience, but I, I know a lot of people that have had some really weird experiences. Who's the strangest viral person you've met? Pardon? Who's, the, who's like the strangest in the YouTube world <sighs> of the, vi- of the, I guess the people who used, who went viral quickly, who yeah. disappeared. Who's the weirdest one you've come across? Weirdest. I met, yeah, I met that chocolate rain fella once. Oh, Tays no on day. Tays was he nice? Day. Yeah, he was actually. He was very nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I'm, I can't think of like. I went to a VidCon. Specifically, wi- oh, of course oh, you did. Oh, yeah, VidCon's a time. Yeah. It was, um, yes, yeah, <laughs> it was strange. I did not enjoy VidCon. No, me neither. It's not a me nice neither. place. It's well, weird. Yeah, out. Tay was walking around on his own. That's the only reason like, I kind of met him. Yeah. He was just like out and about. People. There was a couple of people, like the I guess the older people knew him, but like yeah. the younger people, were like oh, no idea. Oh, no idea. Know. Was he nice? Yeah. yeah, lovely. He was lovely. But then there was loads of others who were not massive dickhead. Oh yeah. Oh well. So I, I'm not going to say his name. There was this one time where we were staying in our friend's house in LA, and she was like, <laughs> she was like, we should go hang out at this guy's house. Like he's a YouTuber too, but he's nice. He's chill. And I was like, okay, cool. We're like, you can drive. I can't. Like I guess we're in your car. Like we're going. And we end up in this, in like Hollywood Hills, Beverly Hills, whatever. It's like, you know, the hills, the rich people hills with the big (laughs) pools. We end up at his house and he's so suspicious of us. Like he's so paranoid about us. And we're just there like, I don't know who you are. Like, I don't know what you do. I'm just here because my friend is here. Um, And and he he went to go pick up some food or something. And uh, my friend was like, oh, so is this the code for the gate just to lock it? Just in case like I want to go out for like a cigarette or something. He's like, no. It's not. That's that's not the code. That's no. Don't Uh-oh. shush. That's not the code. And then he leaves, and she gets a text being like, "Why would you say that in front of them? Like, like I don't know who they are." And I was like, "I don't. I'm not going to break into your house. I live in London. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So like, I, I guess also I've got ADHD, so I'm not even going to remember. Dude, exactly. I'm like, I don't even gone. remember what your name is. Yeah. Like, I don't know where we are. Like, how am I going to find myself here again? Um, I guess that was weird. There are a few like. I can't think of anything crazy weird. Just weird. Just people being rude, mm. really, is yeah. like the weirdest, I guess. You've got a nice insight being from both sides of YouTube and music that you can see that kind of crossover. You can yeah. see people's different personalities and, and how they're reacting to stuff and why. And it, yeah, it seems when you hear stories like that, it always seems like everyone's so worried within maybe because they're on camera and stuff all the time compared, yeah. to, compared to bands, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I think it might be that. Yeah. I think because there's obviously, I guess influencers are up for way more scrutiny because they put out more content into the world than bands do. Like a band will like post a single music video. And I guess nowadays people are making like way more like TikTok stuff, but it's still not really like personality based unless there's like a few artists like, like Youngblood and like Water Parks with like Austin, like they're very personality driven. But 
Yeah, I guess it must be that. Um, and I think he was like a streamer as well. So he probably feels like he's constantly under surveillance. Yeah. Yeah. So it could have been that or it could have just been like the whole L.A., you know, <laughs> that, that whole L.A. kind of thing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All that is just absolutely wild. Yeah. When was the moment you realized that like, oh, I can I, I can sing, sing and I want to get into to music and not just the videos because so many people are worried that like, oh, maybe I should just stick to one thing. Yeah. So was there ever a moment branching out where you were like, oh, is this the right move? Or was it just yeah. like, is fuck it, it I can... YouTube well, that, that's funny. I, like, I started YouTube doing covers. Mm. Like I, <laughs> to put long story short, the way I did like the social media thing, started off as a My Chemical Romance fan account on Instagram. Yes. Any high quality <laughs> picture of Frank Iero you want, I have. And I had the best ones. I would not tell anyone where I got them from. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gained followers from that and then I started posting guitar covers of My Chemical Romance. Right. And then I posted them on YouTube and then I started posting like ukulele covers. Like I would do like Bring Me the Horizon covers on the ukulele. Um, so like in, I, I started off doing like music based stuff and like the following that I had all like the same kind of alternative music as me. Um, and it was after that I came, after I came out where I started posting more about LGBT stuff. I post like one gay video a week and like one singing video a week. Um, so yeah, that that was never really like a okay. problem. I I feel like obviously there are a lot of like influencers that just do like TikTok dances and then break out into the music. But I think because I built that community like as a fifteen year old emo kid, yeah, like yeah. they grew up with me and they still like the same stuff. So that wasn't as much of a worry as I guess it could be of some people. I also think people can tell that your heart is actually in the music, whereas. A lot of the YouTubers who then go into music or street, you know, any anyone in the social media aspect who goes into music, a lot of the time you can just tell that it, yeah, it, it's a bit fake and it's been done for them. Or it's it, it, I know exactly what you mean. It's like it doesn't feel like they have. I think it's a thing where they they don't. There are a lot of people that like gain an audience online just from like having fun, and that's so sick. But then when it comes to making music. Unless their message is like, let's party, let's have fun. I think it's hard for them to find an identity because it's like, what message are you trying to put out? Like, are you putting out music because you like to sing? Because that's one thing. You can like to sing and have someone else write the music for you. But like, if 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 you're putting out your own music, it has to say something, right? But yeah, it, it is a very strange thing. And it was something... I, I wasn't really worried about my audience in terms of music, but I was worried about like outside audiences being like, he says, "You like that's what like people would be like YouTube extraordinaire." No offense, I'm like I just post videos about gay shit and my little <laughs> bring the rising covers. Um, but it, it was mostly like the outside that I was more worried about, right? Yeah. But I did, I did get that and say like when I was announced for that first um, Shikari Underplay tour, people were like, "Why is this TikToker here?" I was like, "I if I do you want me to explain my entire history online as if you give a shit?" Um, but yeah, it was mostly just like outside that I was worried about. Have you had any interaction with any of my chemical romance? Yeah, <laughs> I met Frank Iero when I was fourteen years old, and I was wearing a drop dead itchy and scratchy hoodie, and he said, oh, "I love your hoodie. Do you know which one's itchy and scratchy?" And I said, "No, Frank Iero, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, no. I mean, like I, I've I've written with. Steve Patel, yeah, um, and we wrote this song called "Lovely Ladies" that's going to be on the album, um, and we used Our Lady of Sorrows from MCR's first album, ju ju just as an influence because I was like, "Do you, do you know that song?" Yeah, yeah. It's like, "Stand up, fucking tall, don't let them." Um, we used that like the jumpiness of that like as a reference, um, and when we finished it, Steve was like, 
do you mind if I show this to the boys when you're happy with it? No. I was like, the boys? Just, no. The no, boys? Like, He's like, yeah. yeah, the boys are my Coco Romance. I was like, Oh, oh, the boys. Oh, you the mean the oh. um, but <laughs> Tell them it's 79 pence on Apple, <laughs> Apple Music if they want to pick it. No, like, but well, it's not been mastered yet. So like may- maybe, maybe then, mm. maybe then yeah. it's coming. Yeah. Vital is literally the ultimate gateway in the inter into yeah. all that. How can we... I want to be involved in this. <laughs> making my camp and nowhere get together. Hell yeah. It's fine. Just message me more... Mikey follows us on stuff. That's true. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> well, Let's yeah. go. Yeah, at least one of them is going to see that, like see this when it comes out because he follows us. Cut out the bit about me fancying Frank. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Fuel episode is, is based around that one sentence. No offense, fancy Frank. Iero, question mark exclamation mark not clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Absolutely nobody's surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah, we got to make this happen. I'm getting excited <laughs> thinking about it. I, I want to sort of go back to the part where you were saying about you know the, the messages and songs and yeah. people you know maybe think oh because you're on YouTube and all this and stuff. But I've always found your lyrics have always been kind of like storytelling based or very open yeah. and very like personalized. Is you know with some artists they kind of hide away a message within a song, but I think it's just really out there for you. Since day one, was that just like the natural thing that you just wanted to be like, well, this is who I am and I you know, don't want to be artsy about it. This is just, I want oh, to yeah. tell people. Like, well, that's, that's the thing about me. Like, I, I can't sugarcoat shit. I can't, but I'd like, the, the fact that like I managed to be in the closet for as long as I was is insane to me. Because I was like, I was 10 years old, like with a little fucking Justin Bieber haircut. Like I was not this little girl that people thought I was. Um, but yeah, like I, it's never like intentional. It's more just like, I write music about how I'm feeling and I'd, I'm not going to sugarcoat how I'm feeling if it feels shit. And I've, I've like, like writing with writers at first was like difficult for me because they try and come up with like flowery metaphors. And I was like, no, like that's cool. You wrote that. But if you write a lyric and I didn't write a lyric, it's not going in the song and I'm not going to write it like a metaphor or all flowery or all that kind of shit. Cause that's not how I feel. And that's not the way that I want the music to feel. So like, yeah, it, it was never like, it's never like I'm intentionally like, no, I'm just going to put it straightforward like this. It's more just like, here's a song about how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the best way to be, really. But uh, as we're talking about writing with other people, one thing I did want to bring up was that I saw you were in the writing studio with Stephen Patel and Danny and Dougie from yeah. McFly recently. Um, what is that experience like being in the room creating with them? Because all three of them have been on the podcast. We know them very, very well. Yeah. I'm a huge McFly fan. Of course. So I just want to know what that process has been like writing with them. Dude, it's so fun. It's yeah. like, it's 99% of it is just, just chatting shit. Like just absolute bollocks, like absolute shite. And like, it, it's just fun, man. Like it's, it's really nice to see that like, they're not jaded at all. Like, they, they genuinely enjoy what they're doing, and it's so nice, because, like, I've written with some people that are just, like, I come in, they're like, yeah, hi, don't know what your name is, don't give a shit about you, I'll leave every 15 minutes, go to the toilet, I'll go speak to people outside the room. But, like, they, they're they so into it, they're so genuinely interested in, like, what you want to write about, like, how you want to put it out, they're so interested in, like, hearing ideas, and, like, I, I guess, like, writing with different people and different producers, there's always, like, a different way that we do it but with them it was like we just sat around with guitars around the room and just started playing started jamming um 
Yeah, it was it was just fun. Like I spent four days with them. We didn't need to spend four days to write that song. <laughs> <laughs> the, song the song is less than two minutes long. Like it's it's a straight up just like punk beat. But 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 we just had so much fun, and we just talked about so much shit, like everything. It was it was just hanging out with friends, really. And then we ended up writing a song that we all really like. Like they'll they'll all individually they'll be like. Like, I saw them at Victoria's Fest, and they all came over, and they were, like, singing the song. They are like, mate, I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> um, but it was just genuinely the nicest time. It was, like, such a comfortable environment, which I, I wasn't sure what it was going to be like going into it. Yeah. No, I love hearing that. I was lucky enough. I've been to that, like, that little studio space that they, yeah. that they have. And, yeah, I can just I can only imagine the magic that goes on behind yeah. the scenes kind of thing. So. Yeah. And the amount of kid they have is insane. Oh, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. like, ridiculous. They're, they're like, oh, yeah, do you want to pick up a guitar? And I'm like, these look very expensive <laughs> i don't play guitar properly uh, i might scrap this no literally i was i was like can you tell me which one i'm allowed to play so i don't fuck he's like no just take whatever I'm like, okay mr mcfly <laughs> thank you mr. Mcfly. Yeah. do you need this one can i keep it <laughs> literally yeah. can you, you sign it for no reason <laughs> yeah. no. can you not check ebay for the next week <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys don't do an inventory check please <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, once I've gone, don't count the guitars. Let's move on. It doesn't help that their studio is literally a five-minute walk from my house. Oh, oh really? So, like, yeah, no, I'm not going away with oh, that. Can, do we just pop over any time? Oh, 100%. <sighs> They're great. They're I, so need great. To, I need to move to London, really. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> It's too expensive. If though, Dougie and Danny and Stephen Battelle write you a song before they write me a song, right? I'm gonna be fucking. I, wanna, I, I just I want to write with them. I just want to be in there. I'll yeah. just do a cowbell or. A, yeah we have we're not gonna bother all right <laughs> that's the shit that simon cowell does with like yeah. every single artist that he writes with he's like oh let me let me do a ha into the mic royalties please thank mm. you clever yeah <laughs> it's evil it's, it's so, so evil. clever yeah yeah bastard gets himself <laughs> I bet his PRS, yeah, of course, his PRS every quarter is way more, oh, like oh thousands of pounds more God. than mine, just, just for appearing on other people's records. And like. he's never written anything in his no. entire life, mm. right? Ah, uh, good. That's, well, that's made me feel great about my life, so. <laughs> I read something that he, I think he owns the rights to the Power Rangers theme as well, so every time, <sighs> I don't know why I know that. Every time but, what, punk rock? Play <laughs> <yeah. laughs> like the Power Rangers Power Rangers is on, I guess, he gets a couple of pence. <laughs> Simon Cowell, <laughs> the things this man does not yeah. deserve, but has. I want him on now to find out <laughs> what, what he fucking owns that we don't realize yeah. he owns. He's got to be loads of stuff. He's yeah. like, yeah, you know Big Ben? Well, the clock. <laughs> yeah. I, I own that. <laughs> what? Yeah, I bought the rights to the bongs. Yeah, <laughs> years ago. I, I know they write the bongs. You use any of them in any film. I get fucking money from I it. I know they um they just give me the big clock. Oh, nice sound, Simon. That's wicked. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> you think I have enough money, eh? Oh, we got to Simon Cowell. I'm, sorry, I'm really going to derail the conversation. <laughs> I like it. No, I go, love it. Go wild. Go wild. Go wild. Was there any um, little techniques or anything that those guys used in particular that kind of like sparked a, a new way you've looked at music or a new way to in that session? I think mostly what I took away from it was just like how fun it was and how it didn't feel like work. Because like there was never any pressure to like. Cause like, I'm sure like you've written with people where it's just like, okay, in and out, let's do this verse, let's do this chorus, let's make a banger, let's make a hit, we'll make a hit. And with them, it was just like, let's just have fun, write a song, have a good time. I, th I think it was mostly just like that whole relaxed vibe because like I'm still, I guess I'm not as new to it now, but like 
I still feel like a baby in comparison to the people that like I'm around. Um, so I'm learning everything every single time. But yeah, I, th- I think I used to have so much anxiety going into it and I'd go in with such an expectation that I'd have to write something that I'd like. Um, and there was no pressure at all. So I think it was just like being more relaxed, really, that I learned from them. Nice. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I like. I guess they probably had that passed down to them from like working with Jason Perry. Like I know you've worked Dude, with Jason yes, as well. I love him. But like, yeah, literally the world's nicest fella. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he did the same thing with us. Like we went to Texas to record and we were all like, We've got two weeks here. We need to get this fucking done. And he's like, Two weeks? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we're not done, we'll just go to London and then just record record the rest in a studio. Let's just fucking have a laugh, shoot some guns that they've got in the studio. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, just have fun with it. And that was one of the biggest um, eye openers for us, I guess, as a band. It was like, oh, yeah, we don't have to be fucking pre Even though the label's like, we need this fucking album. Yeah. Now. yeah. But that's their job to be stressing. Yeah. It's like, if you can't. That that's because well, I literally just got I finished writing my first album like last month and that's one thing that I was thinking I was like oh there's deadlines there's deadlines there's deadlines and like <laughs> like from like management from like the label so much pressure and then I'd get in the room with like the people that I'm writing with and like the producer and they'd be like look if we're not finished they're not going to make us finish it <laughs> we've, we've just they're got not a right around songs. finished record yeah. They, yeah they can't put out a tune we haven't sent them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that clicked in my head I was like oh wait <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's crazy yeah you're right number five on the album no song here three, yeah. <laughs> three and a half minutes of silence <laughs> they were meant to send us a song but we never got it in time <laughs> oh just do that just do a fucking silence bit of the album please just to make everyone go what is this chorus there what's this okay (laughs) this is where the song would have been (laughs) just say that (laughs) halfway through the silence just song placer song placer (laughs) song placer (laughs) for three and a half (laughs) we should have put the song but we didn't finish it in time oh god I know you love to just have derailing conversations and you said you didn't like um, compliments but I guess this is going to be paid as as one a little bit oh god but you said (laughs) (laughs) fuck stop (laughs) it No, but I I wanted to touch on this because you know you we've talked about how loving your community is and and fans and just so nice and wholesome about everything. But I think they've really connected with you. A lot of them would have connected with you just in the sense of like trying to find themselves, whether it be with gender or their sexuality, and not having that kind of a place and something maybe they can relate to. So they yeah. found it with you and through your music and through your videos and, and being online. Has there ever been any pressure realizing that and seeing people be kind of like having you on a pedestal maybe yeah. for like a jet for this generation of people kind of finding themselves? I mean, does it ever get in your head about that? Or is it just kind of like, no, that's really cool that people are kind of relating to me. And if I can help in any way, then that's, I wish it was just cool. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think it, I think it's like, oh, not to be a downer, but li- literally just like the past two years in terms of like anti-trans legislation. In the US, it was first the fucking worst, but then it's seeping through to the UK. Um, and I think I started touring <laughs> probably at the worst time for that. My first US tour was last year. Wait, what year? 2023. Yes. My, fir- <laughs> my first US tour was last year and we started in Texas. Hey. Oh. So I was meeting trans <laughs> kids in Texas who's like, the rules are that like, if you say anything about being trans in school, your parents have to be like contacted. You have to be out to your parents. Um, just like ridiculous rules. Like 
I, next year when we go to America, I'm not sure what the laws are, but when I was there last time, they were looking at um, uh, counting me as like a, a drag act because I was wow. born a girl and I dressed as a guy, and they that means that I wouldn't be able to play to under 18s. But just that kind of shit. So I started touring oh. in America during all that kind of stuff, That's crazy. and like that that was the first time that I like met these kids for the first time. Yeah. Um, and just like heard about their experiences and how different it is for them growing up, like it's different that they can be out because people are more aware of trans stuff, but it's mm. also different because like the government is coming after them. Like yeah. the media is coming after them. Um, so yeah, like it, it, I, I, I think it's really cool that people look up to me. Um, and I guess that's, that would be a lot of pressure to like anyone, but I think with the added, like, d- like anti-trans thing kind of going on, that's, it's a big level of responsibility. And I think that's within the past two years, that's something that's been on my mind, like constantly, like daily. I'm like, like with music like what kind of music do i want to make like do people need this song like the same with like youtube videos i'm like my thing with youtube is like i love reacting to transphobia like the comments i get horrible but fucking hilarious like and i love taking the piss out of it but then i'm just like oh do people want to see more of this like do people want to see transphobia in their face constantly Mm. um but yeah it, it is it is a tough one that level of responsibility and i don't think i started feeling it until i started touring and like actually meeting the kids because it's really easy to just see numbers and be like oh yeah cool that's enough clicks but then seeing them in person and being like like the first like time i met people in the first show in america people were like yeah i've grown up with you I- i've watched every single video that you posted every single week for the past six years so they so they like look up to me and i'm like wow i feel like your big brother and i don't even know you like it and it, especially with like the lgbt stuff because it, it's it, it hits like so hard for people because like even like when i was younger i i knew i was trans like i was five years old funniest story <laughs> I, I i thought that boys piss facing the toilet as in they they squat facing the toilet uh so i used to piss like that and my dad walked in on me once and was like dude what are you doing <laughs> like i knew from putting things up on the back of the yeah, toilet <laughs> literally <laughs> i could read while I'm peeing, dude. it was but like like so I, I knew from an early age but it wasn't until like i started like googling stuff and actually like seeing other trans people on the internet that i actually realized that this was a thing that like people could do and i know that i'm that for other people so like that's the best feeling ever but it's also just like oh i hope i do this right like, I hope I do this right, because, like, so many people haven't done it right. That's a very long-winded way of saying, yes, there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, 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 but this is, what, this is what is really interesting to hear, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will, will appreciate the honesty. And it's just, like, I had no idea that, you know, when you're touring in the States, yeah. you're having those restrictions, yeah. and no, people are like, you know, you can't play a show unless they're over 18s, because yeah, they yeah. think it, like, that is so weird. It's crazy. To yeah. just, just think about and think that you have to deal with, but also... Your fans got to deal with as well. They can't yeah. just go to the shit. They've got to like abide these weird fucking yeah. rules and and it's that and it's just like kids will come to the show and they'll be like, yeah, I snuck out of the house for this. If my dad wow. found me here, he would get he would like kick me out. Like like just speaking to them, but they're like because they're so used to it. They're like, ha, yeah, I'd get kicked out if my dad saw me here. I'm like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm glad you can laugh, but I'm, but I'm I'm really sorry. Like, don't I'm, put that evil on me. Li- yeah, literally. That's not my fault. Yeah, I know. Don't fucking but, post your Instagram. Then. Yeah, no. Well, that's the thing because like I like I post videos like from the shows and every single show I have this song called Asthma Attack. That's like I wrote it when I was 15 about how shit I felt being trans. And we we play it every night. And before I play it every night, I'm like. Are there any transgenders in the building? <laughs> yeah. And I do that, and so many kids love it. But I think constantly, every single night, I'm like, "What about the kids who are there with their parents? That are too scared can't to come out to their yeah. parents, who can't hold their hand up, or who can't feel comfortable there?" Oh. So it, it's like a constant thing where I'm like, 
I'm not worrying about my safety when I go there because I know I'll be fine. But like, I I worry a lot about the kids in my audience all the time. Yeah. Do you get a lot of parents? Do you talk to a lot of parents? Of, yes. Of fans as well. Dude, they are. Yes, it's it's the loveliest thing. Like I, I think like my favorite YouTube comments to get are just like, hey, like I I I look back at how I was in the past and after watching your videos, I realize how screwed up the stuff I was saying was. And I get parents commenting on my videos being like, I wasn't so sure when my kid came out as trans me. I thought it was going to be a phase. And then watching you, I realized like, cause like I, I, I explain it as clearly as I can because I want people to understand They're like watching you. I get it. And then meeting the parents in person is like, it's the nicest thing ever. Like literally in Glasgow, like two days ago, um, there was this dad that came he was like, yeah, so, like, I was supposed to come here with my son, but he had so much anxiety, he, he he really doesn't like, like, being perceived because, like, the level of discomfort that he has is horrible, so he couldn't end up coming here. Um, so I just sat and chatted with this dad about, like, oh, I'm so sorry about that, like, I'll send him a video. And there was another dad that was just like, do you have any advice for parents of trans kids? Like, w- what would you recommend? What do you feel like you needed? And, like, it's, it's, it's so nice meeting the parents because yeah. it's just like, mm. you give so much of a shit, and I'm so glad that you are invested in your kids comfort in the way that you are because i know that but like i grew up in friend groups where my friends got oh. kicked out got made homeless as like teenagers for yeah. coming out as trans so it's it's me and the parents is like well think how rare that would have been like 10 years oh, ago to you yeah. you're a parent going like yeah. what can i do to make my child's yeah. life fucking more comfortable yeah like i was telling my parents i was like can i get a boy haircut can i i would cry if i went into the girl section of h&m and they didn't know what that like they didn't know what being trans was so they didn't know and the fact that like nowadays there are people's parents who are just being like so like uh what's the word productive uh it doesn't matter what the word is they're just being real nice about it yeah yeah yeah. but it's nice to see that everyone has someone like you especially going into the more emo side of life that they can relate to and that's having these messages and stuff and i'm sure like it can weigh a lot on you personally oh, sometimes. God, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure the, the good outweighs the, the bad. Oh, of on, course. On yeah, no, I, I would not be doing this shit yeah. if it was all bad. Like, it's, <laughs> it, I, I feel like it's a kind of necessary kind of pain almost. I'm like, I had to go through this shit. Now I'm on the other side where I don't feel personal discomfort. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, it was a lot, but I love it. I love it. And it, it makes every show feel so special. Like, like I, I, I struggle to find things I do important, but like when I see kids reactions to that kind of stuff, I'm like, okay, cool. This feels good. Even if it's hard, it feels good. But even that little 30 seconds, if you ask them that question on stage, you know, that probably means so much to them that they can like answer and and everything like that. Um, I don't want to get too deep, but I feel like this is important to say is like, you mentioned a lot about like governments and stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, the government over here hasn't been very kind <laughs> yeah, lately. No, Rishi they? Sunak's a prick. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Um, like, I wanted to bring up, though, the, the reactions, the way I've seen you react to all of this yeah. is because the stuff they've said is absolutely horrible. And, you know, I'm sure deep down you were very angry about oh, it. God, and you yeah. could easily just go online and be like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've kind of approached it in a way where you're putting the mirror back at them and being like look how fucking stupid this sounds yeah 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 yeah. i'm sure that's really hard but it must be cool that people then look at what you've posted and going 
Oh, oh no yeah, way. that is. Yeah, of course, course that's it's that. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> of course it's that. Yeah. Not just basing an old fucking <laughs> yeah. next political fucking Literally, decision on it, this it's, bullshit. It's, it's like every 20 years, there's like a new scapegoat. Like in the 80s, it was gays. And like they're using the exact same arguments they used about gay people. And they're doing that for trans people. Like, oh, they're not safe around our kids. They're predators. Like, what do you mean? Like, we just want to piss. Like, yeah. well, like what do you think? <laughs> like, we just want to. And the, the thing that pisses me off the most is that like, the media pushes it and people don't question it. Yeah. Which well, I'm like, nowadays you have an iPhone, you can Google shit, you can Google statistics about trans women being more likely to be beaten the fuck up in a bathroom than to ever perpetrate anything. Um, but yeah, it's I, 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 it's so easy to be angry, but like, I make angry music and emo music, but it's like sarcastic and fun. And I don't think I have that like angry bone in my body. I could, I could be like, angry as hell i could be but i'd never shout I, I i'd never like blow up at someone i think that's the only way that i can react to those kind of things like i get insane comments and i they piss me off but i'm just like i think the most productive thing is to just show people how dumb it is like you were saying like oh dude the, the amount of, i could talk about this for hours <laughs> but like the amount of shit that like i get commented on like people will comment on a video where i talk about like going on testosterone and they'll be like well, you're going to have a stroke, you're going to have a heart attack, and you're going to die. And, <laughs> and if you look at the data, the level of uh, likelihood of having a stroke increases to that of what it would be if I was born a guy. Well, And like that's what you got to do. Like yeah. You just need to take the things that they're saying, read them, be like, what? oh, you're dumb as shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Um, and yeah, I think people don't want to see another fucking person be angry about it. They just want to... They know we're all going through it, and it's, I'd rather be lighthearted about it and speak about it mm. in a way that's understandable than yeah. just fucking be that angry trans guy because it's it's so easy to fill that role. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure that takes a lot of mental like well being to to push that oh, yeah. anger aside for a second to then put maybe a comedy side to it. But as well, I feel maybe a lot of people have seen your stuff and have learned about that because yeah. of that approach and of yeah. seeing it in the in a different light, but. Yeah, yeah, it's just um, it's just the world's mad, and it's just nice that um, you're kind of fighting against yeah. it all. Yeah, I, but yeah, I'm too stubborn to not. <laughs> I'm too stubborn to not. <laughs> how do you um, how do you just unwind? Like, there's got to be something you do, like away Heroin. from music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, you're struggy. Welcome in the homeless struggy. <laughs> I, I, do mean, I do heroin, I do heroin. <laughs> Jesus, how do I unwind? A little weed. A okay. little, little bit of weed. Tidy. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Tidy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and got just any watching. With you? Pardon? Have we got any with you? No, no, no. Oh. I, I want to preserve my voice. I mean, oh, you do. Mm. <laughs> I purposely didn't say that on the microphone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, no, you don't. You I don't. Know. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, fuck. fuck. I yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Just well, watching. That homeless druggie sounded exactly like Sean. That's so weird. <laughs> Sorry, guys. What happened then? I, I left the room for three minutes. Those exact three minutes when somebody admitted to having drugs on their possession. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, but no, I unwind by just watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um uh, having a bath i will have a bath for four hours it'll get cold i'll heat it up again i don't know i still not figured that out yet yeah. like <laughs> the, the adhd thing is like right yeah unwinding is kind of impossible i can't get work done like unless i take my adhd medication but that also means that unwinding is hard so i'm still trying to figure it out but i think 
just like texting my friends really i haven't i haven't i've not got a secret yet that <laughs> that works can i ask as someone who i think i think i'm fucking riddled with adhd really and it would explain the way my life is and has gone yeah um yeah well, how did you find when you first started medication and what 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 are the pros and cons to it because i don't know whether i should go and yeah look into it and get it sort like i i think it's so different for different people okay. i think the i remember the, f- the first time i ever took like ritalin i was so nervous about it because like it's a stimulant mm. it's like this is a this is like people take this recreationally um but i took it and it felt like beforehand my my thoughts were all over the place. They were like in the sky and I, I, I could almost pick out and grab one, but I couldn't really pay attention to it long enough to get anything done. Like I'd, I'd have so many ideas, but I wouldn't write them down and then I'd never finish anything. And the first time I took uh, medication, it felt like all those thoughts in my heads, heads, uh, all those <laughs> thoughts in my head kind of like calmed down a little bit so that I, I could focus on like a few at a time. I, I, I recorded this voice note the first day I took it and it's not going to make any sense, but I was like, it felt like my head was a potato and like I finally got the masher to get all the stuff out of it that I needed to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean like there are side effects, like your appetite goes, um, do if you that. don't eat on it, you feel like a, a, not like a junkie, but like you feel like, oh my God, I'm just you, what's going on? Um but I, I think, yeah, it's I, I've I've been through times where like I haven't wanted to go on it. I've been through times where I've needed to go on it. Um, but I, I take it every day now, and it it just it kind of just helps me focus on things. Because beforehand, I'd I'd find it very easy to make excuses for myself as to like why I couldn't do something. I'd be like, oh yeah, well, I could film that video, or I could do it tomorrow, even though I know I'm not going to do oh, that. Oh, I know that. Whereas now, like, yeah, <laughs> like, but but the thing with the medication for me is that like if I don't write down a to-do list the night before or the morning of if i don't set out a plan for the day i will get distracted and like ritalin if if you get into something you get into like video games you get into like working there are times where you can just get stuck on it so i've had several days where i haven't had a plan i'm like oh i'll make a plan when i've taken the medication of course i don't and then i get stuck in the bar for four hours playing zelda um so yeah yeah that, there are obviously positives and negatives and there are different ones people can try but um for me, at least, like it's it's helped calm me down, even okay. though it's a stimulant. Would you say the show would be any different if you didn't take it one day? Well, that's the thing. I used to not take it. Like, well, so <laughs> first US tour had a tour bus. It was like a month long. Uh, the air conditioning didn't work. I had heat stroke the entire tour. <laughs> so I was like, I can't eat. I just can't take my ADHD medication. And I think energy was a difficult thing at that point um but this this whole tour i've been taking it and it's just been it's it's been fine i think it's more i feel level-headed during the day rather than up and down and up and down and up and down so i, th- I think it does actually help the show yeah cool but i've done it without I'll look and into with. it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fucking look into it then. yeah Jesus. as long yeah. as you don't use it to like as long as you don't like rely on it being like i need this i need this i need this i'm like I do need this to get a lot of work done, but I can still do work without it. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Super appreciate you being honest about so many different things That's throughout it. this conversation. Um, as we start to wind down a little bit, because we know you need to go and prepare for a rock and roll show. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> um, just, just a couple of things. I mean, obviously, you, you mentioned there that you've actually uh, finished the new album. Yeah, Is that yeah, true? yeah. Um, what can we expect? I'm, I'm sure there's no like timeline or anything yet, but yeah, just. Yeah. As it's fresh and finished in your brain, like what is one thing that you kind of want to tease or just like really excited for people to hear eventually? God, I think it's like when I was writing it, I was I have so many musical interests. I have so many things that I give a shit about and I get so bored doing the same thing over and over again. So the album is full of like the heaviest shit I've ever done. Also like the poppiest shit I've ever done. The song that's coming out tomorrow I was when I was writing it, I was listening to a load of Prodigy and Kesha. Ooh. Uh Together at last. <laughs> Together at last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you so, know what? <laughs> prodigy need a new front person. Oh, yeah. oh dude, that would be sick. Kesha front in prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to feel. I think, got the poison. I got the remedy. What would the muck busted name for them be? Like Prod Kesha. Kedigy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Kesha. Kesha. No, no, dude. Um, <laughs> just, just like a load of shit. Like, there's a. I, I think like uh, I feel like everyone says these are the best songs I've ever written. You should go <laughs> listen to my album. Um, but they fully are. I feel like like I've released two EPs. When I got signed, I was just writing pop punky songs. Fucking love it. I had no idea what I wanted to make. Like, Life's a Bit is like my most streamed song. And it was like the third song I ever finished. Like, Asthma Attack was the first one that I ever finished. So, like, the first two EPs were me just like trying to figure out what I liked and like mm. experimenting a bit. And like, this one, I feel like I found the sound, and the sound is just fucking all over the place. Like, the cool. sound is just like ADHD. Like, cool. I have no attention span um but yeah I'm, I'm excited there's a lot of like angry trans songs uh and a lot of just fun pop punk songs nice nice, yeah. nice. good mixture good well mixture. that's the thing like yeah it's, i suppose living in, in the the world we live in today having an album where it is kind of genreless and every song is exactly. a bit different yeah is perfect really just to keep people interested yeah because they're all just miserable yeah <laughs> yeah more, oh, more pin songs people are like oh i get it the fucking comment sections in like magazine pages that post me i can't 
They're like, they're like, I was, I was speaking about this in McFly. I was like, the people that hate the new generation of like alternative music are doing exactly what they were fighting against. Yeah. They're like, uh, they yeah. hated the fact that like they were doing something different. Like they were the weirdos. They didn't want to be told what to do. And now that people are making genreless music, they're like, but what, but where are the blast beats? Like what the, you call this metal? It's like, yes, metal and country at the same time, bitch. Like get over it. Yeah, it's it's well, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. All, all the people who were punk rockers one day have now become their miserable dad who's like, I'm yeah. scared of change. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. you yeah. can't yeah. go doing punk differently. Yeah, and they view you TikTok. You do punk whatever you want, you fucking idiot. That's the point. <laughs> they view TikTok in a way it, that's entirely different from how they viewed MySpace. It's the same thing. It's the way that people are getting their music out into the world. It's the social media. Old people find it cringy. Like you're doing the same thing. Um, but yeah, it's 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 weird how oh, little yeah. self awareness. Yeah, it's, it's the whole the whole world's like that at the yeah. moment. Um, but you, with all this, you do have a really big tour coming up in February. Uh, we're going to be supporting Enter Shikari and Fever Free Free Free. Oof. Right. So my question to you here is big rooms anyway, <laughs> yeah. right? But Shikari, known for wildlife wildlife shows, yeah. mad production and lights. Yeah. A laser or two. And laser or two. Laser or, oh, the, or two. Or two. <laughs> they will have up to four lasers at any one time. Dude, Shikari. the first sound check of that underplay tour, they were like showing these, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was like, I'm closing my eyes for this. Yeah. This room is too small for this. <laughs> so, so they've got that. Yeah. Fever free, free, free. Jay Singh is known for being Wild, wild. Kind of, like a climb, uh, uh, like a climb, like a What do you want people to expect from you from that? Just unhinged, more unhinged than those two combined? No, I want them. My whole thing going into that tour is like, I want to prove that like they will like my music, like they will like the like the the new shit as well. Because like I remember the first reaction when I was announced for the first tour and for this one, people were like. Why the fuck is this? Like, who the fuck is this kid? And I'm like, you've not heard the new shit yet. <laughs> um, so like, I'm because the, the rooms are so big. Like, I just want to focus on playing real well. Like, I just want the set to run really well. Want it to be really good. Um, and I want people to enjoy it. So like, uh, I'm not I'm not planning any like big lasers, any fire, all that shit. I'm I'm just making sure that like I've got everything down so that I can enjoy myself when I'm on stage. Um, and yeah, like I like playing. Just like festivals and stuff, like people will see me on stage, they'll see that I'm a fucking tiny guy. They think I'm 14, so they think I'm a TikToker because they look because I because I look 14. Um, and I kind of just want to like prove to people that, that I'm not the worst version of whatever they think I am. Um, mm. That sounds so like, ugh. My no, God, no, no, that was, no, that was deep, good. That was yeah, deep. Deep. Like yeah, that. yeah. But it, it's more hey. just like I I want to prove that like I deserve. Yeah people to like my music yeah 100 100 one uh, if you need a comedy bit one bit i think would be very funny is just buy a laser pen and just say to him <laughs> hey ah, hey that, <laughs> you spent so, <laughs> so we had the budget for this yeah. <laughs> ebay two yes. quid post it to my house <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm sure it's gonna be that that's gonna, gonna be fantastic be wild. it's gonna be wild i'm uh, sure yeah. you're gonna have so much fun on that but um, yeah it's well i'm gonna be shitting myself i swear to god <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm excited for it. Nice, awesome. Well, it, mate, thank you so much for taking the yes. time and letting us into this dressing room and just uh, <laughs> <laughs> fighting off the homely, homeless druggies for us and um, <laughs> just having a really nice chat. Really appreciate this. Really appreciate how honest you've been and 
yeah, just can't wait for all this new music to come out and people to just go wild with it. Oh hell yeah! No, this is this is fun as hell. It's my favorite podcast. Oh, sorry, just for reference, my boyfriend Sam. Oh, oh, he has a podcast. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's left the room. He's left the room. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, looking for a new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Any applications? I'm, I'm taking them, or a girlfriend. You know, who knows? <laughs> oh, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. What a way to end it. Yeah. Sup, <laughs> man. Shout out, side guys. <laughs>
we talked about writing with McFly throughout that. Um, you can now go and watch a video of me loving life, um, dancing along to McFly live on the first day of their UK tour on our Instagram because one of their crew, James Hill, spotted me in the crowd, sneakily filmed me, and it is all it is half as embarrassing as you think the video would be, but all the other half is so funny. I needed to post it everywhere. So yeah. Yep, check that out. Um, funnily enough, Stephen Battelle messaged me about an hour ago asking, were we likely to go to any other shows? So, I'll, hey, if I'll go to any show, um, McFly could play. You could, I'll go anywhere to see McFly. I did tell him that we are trying to get him and Danny on a podcast together, so because that would be a mm. good time, I think. So uh, it would. Let's make that happen. Manifesting into the microphone. Maybe that's a new section where we, I say that and then we just say things that don't happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> quiet, no. Quietly reflect, like. Yeah, everyone. Quiet reflection time with Sean and Morgan. Quiet reflection time with Sean and Morgan's done. Well, that was great. That was, do you know what? I reckon people are going to say that's our best new section. And I'm going to fucking beat those people up when I see them in public. So fuck you guys for being mean to me. Hey, uh, we love everyone. We love everyone. And we love no. our Patreon community at patreon.com forward slash sapnin. Because there's a whole group of people. If you don't know already, just get involved with each other, right? They send each other memes and meeting up at tours and festivals and all this. It's just a great laugh. Uh, this weekend on Sunday, they are doing a Halloween-themed Zoom call with each other. So if you want some mm. extra antics, if you've got costumes you need to dress up in and you just want to show them off and make some friends with, patreon.com forward slash happening is the best way to be. But you and me were talking about this the other day. Um, a bunch of them went to see Kids in Glass Houses in Cardiff. And for yes. some reason, they did a tops off party. Not all of them, a, a small group of them. Uh, got the tops off and went mad in a pit for kids in glass houses, which is yep, the band you associate with pits, I'd say. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I saw the footage and I was like, they haven't got a single song that's worth, that's involves you ripping your top off to do a harder mosh. Um, <laughs> I, I get it was fucking boiling in there from the tunes being singed on your face. I get that. But yeah, there was no like mosh anthems where I was like, this. I can see three topless men in this video. <laughs> I've never seen any of our pages topless before. So congratulations to Kids in Glass Houses for the comeback. Good luck with writing a new album. And um, yeah, congratulations to all our Patreons who made it out to that gig, uh, who made it out after as well, who were alive now. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a... Uh, unbelievable. It's an unbelievable community that we've created somehow just by having silly voices and... The fact that they fucking hang out and love each other and all get on so well is fucking amazing. It is absolutely ridiculous, but we wouldn't change it for the world. It's probably our biggest highlight of this thing even being a possibility. So come and get involved. Patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. If you head to the description of this episode, there's loads of names there that we thank. But as always, Sean's going to give a mahoosive shout out to the elite members of our Sapnin Podcast Patreon community. Those are the people in the top tier. Did you just give him a shout out like a garage MC then? <laughs> Inside! Big <laughs> shout out to our Sapnin community. Inside! 
Yes, thank you very much. Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Mayumi, Janelle Caston, Paul Hirschfield, Tony Michael, Dilly Califragilistic XP, Ali Grimwood, Kelly Ewin, Scarlett Charlton, Natasha Morris, Inside, Emma Barber, Mitch Perry, Nathan Croshaw, Nathan White, Amy Louise, Alexandra Pemblinton, Kat Besson, Molly Malloy and James Powerbank, Jonathan Gutierrez, Jenny Robinson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, Amy Dawson, Stuart McNaught, Ellen Southfield, Stephen Aston, Carl Robinson, Kate Puttock, Martina McManus, Louis Cook, Carl Pendlebury, Danny Eaton, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Jason Aredia, John and Emma, M. Evans, Roberts, Craig Harris, Evan, Sean Foynes, Vicky, Emily Perry, Adam King of the Goths, Parslow, Kalila Keane, Ollie Amesbury, Josh did a year about the two thieves who stole a calendar that each got six months crisp, Kyle David Smith, Connor Lewins, and I really wish I hadn't started this voice, but I had to do it to the very end. Oh, you kept that up brilliantly. Fair play. I th- you didn't break. I thought you were going to go at one point, but you st- you stuck with it. You stuck with it. So did I, but so did I. So did I. Oh, oh, I, I, I've been inspired. I watched a man um, do like a 200-mile ultra marathon earlier on YouTube. So, hey, <laughs> you know, we're all extreme <laughs> athletes, like, so... <laughs> If he could do 200 miles walking around, uh, running around in a circle in someone's back garden, I could hold out saying these names in that uh, garage MC voice. <laughs> One and the same, basically. I mean, I can't tell. Inside. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yes, I. Oh, commitment to the bit. But yeah, we love everyone who's checked out this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for Noah and their team for accommodating us and getting Sorry, us Corey. into the Sorry, venue. Corey. Sorry, for the, Corey, for um, breaking your heart. And um, Yeah, didn't mean to know, do that. Yeah, that's that's a bit. Thank sad, you very much to Elliot, his tour manager. He was very, very accommodating to us as well. And uh, obviously, Mark Walker will give a shout out to earlier. Let's get Rory on. Hey, that's about it for this week. But we'll be back next Friday and every Friday with very special guests, good laughs, and some chaos in between. So until then, just have a fucking laugh and be nice to people. Yeah, don't die. That's it, really. Sapman! Sapman! You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>